The Notebook Podcast is meant for entertainment only. We're not licensed professionals, and this podcast is not intended to give professional help. This podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, strong language, and is only intended for an audience who's ready for the shit! Okay there. Story time! Hello, and welcome to the Notebook Podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Nana, and this is the 29th episode of our second season. Welcome back. Welcome. Is it really 29? Oh, yeah. We're younger than our podcast episodes. Uh, not by too much. Uh, not for you. You're, mm, I'm not going to say how old you're turning, but your birthday's in a couple months, girl. It's so sad because, like, Kev is nine months younger than me, and we just celebrated his birthday, and because we celebrated his birthday, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be really old soon. <laughs> it's okay. You guys are technically still the same age because you were born in the same year. So it's okay. His parents conceived him on my birthday. Ew. And created him for me. <laughs> Ew. Wait, how did you find this out? Did you ask? No, but like my birthday is February 7th and his birthday is November 9th. So that's nine months, roughly. Ew. But isn't pregnancy like 10 whole months? Well, I think it's nine months. Huh. Well, 37 weeks? How, somebody math this out. I don't know math. Yeah. 37. Anyway, well, I, I just feel like I have like six pregnant friends right now, and I don't know how long a pregnancy is. <laughs> Clearly, we're not ready for this shit. I don't know. I always buy the baby food blender, the Nutribullet, and then like some socks and shit. And that's like my go-to gift now. Oh, apparently diapers are really good too. So I buy diapers. Oh yeah, yeah. I really appreciate people with like baby registries. Um, my friend Eva, we can talk about it now because she actually announced it on social media. Um, she and her husband had a registry. I'm like, oh, thank God! Now I can buy you exactly what you need without spending money on shit that you don't actually want or already have. Speaking of babies, uh, are you about to get one soon? Ain't nothing happening in my oven. (laughs) (laughs) This oven is uh, not in service. We pulled the plug and the the power is out. We ain't putting anything in here anytime soon. Maybe in like the next three, four years. But (laughs) we are getting a new member in our family. We're getting a puppy. (laughs) I'm so excited. I am so excited. Wow, wow. There's a there's been a lot of heavy breathing like <laughs> in this house lately because every time I think about the puppy, I just start hyperventilating in like happiness. Oh, I can't fucking wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Am I doing the same though? Yeah. Okay, backstory. I've always wanted a puppy <laughs> like my entire life. Puppy. And uh Lehman's not as like he also likes dogs, but he's not really a pet kind of person. He's never had a pet growing up and I had cats and turtles and all that um so i really 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 wanted a freaking dog because i i just fucking love dogs and uh it's been my dream to like have my own little puppy once we get married and just kind of grow our own family right but because of covid puppies are sold out everywhere like literally everywhere we looked for for all kinds of breeds and all kind of places and like the wait list is backed up until 2022 yeah. and or 2023 and it's like $5,000. And I'm like, I, I don't have that kind of money or that kind of patience <laughs> to wait for a dog. So well, we also looked into like adopting or like fostering dogs and stuff. But because we don't have experience with dogs, I didn't feel like we were kind of qualified 
to adopt a dog who you know who may have been through kind of emotional traumas because we don't know how to handle it you know so um by chance i came across this this posting on facebook and a a group page that Amy invited me to with rehoming dogs and stuff. And um, this person who lived like 10 minutes away from us had a litter of puppies and we saw one and I was just like, oh my God, this is like the cutest little thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was just like, hey, do you want to go see him? I uh, talked to this breeder person and she said that we can come over on Saturday. And I was like, oh, we're just going to look at it. Don't worry. Like nothing's going to happen. We're just going to look at it. And we're going to be like rational about it. And we're just going to like, just, just look at him. It's always like, uh, it's always a look like a, just a visit. Let's just yep. see what it's like. Yep. So we went and uh, the moment that the dog was brought out, Lehman was like, oh fuck, it's over. <laughs> Because he's just, he's literally two pounds, okay? Two freaking pounds fits on my hand, just one hand. And he's wow. just like, the moment that we locked eyes, I was just like, this is my son. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what I'm missing in my life. Like that moment, I believed in love at first sight. <laughs> before we got in there we're sitting in, in the person's driveway like i had a whole list of questions on my phone and like like notes on my phone and i was just like okay we're gonna ask this this and that okay and he's like okay and he went in and then i was just like ah, 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 ah. i forgot all the questions so Lehman had to ask everything and then he kept looking at me and he's like do you have any more questions i'm like nope nope i'm good <laughs> oh baby Oh my god, he's so freaking adorable. And uh, he just had his second uh, vet visit today. So he will be coming home in a few short weeks. We're going to get him just in time for Christmas. And I'm so happy. Oh so happy. Christmas. Oh, wow. That's so cute. Oh my god. And then I saw the pictures. Like, Nana sent me some pictures. And he's just, like, curled up in her hands. And he looks so calm. And just, oh my god, I died. He's so freaking cute. And he's like, the moment I picked him up, he was like snuggling in my neck. And I was like, okay, it's over. Sorry, buddy, but we're getting a dog. <laughs> Take all my money. <laughs> oh, but the, our, our breeder, it was so sweet. She kept sending me videos because I told her that like, oh, I missed my son already. Please send me more videos. <laughs> and she was super sweet been keeping me updated and uh, even asked if that when's the earliest I can take him home. So uh, I can't wait. I'm so happy. I am so happy. It's good that you have a good breeder because that's really important. Sometimes they're kind of sketchy. Yeah. And she was telling me that like the little puppy that I chose, he was the first born. So he's a big brother and they were actually going to keep him. But because they had too many dogs in the house, they're just like, oh, we can't do it. But they loved him and they were going to keep it from for themselves. But I'm so happy that I found him and they found me and uh, they chose us as the little puppers family. <sighs> it's like, I literally feel like an expecting mother and I'm like <laughs> researching all the things I need to get. And Amy gave me a whole shopping list on Amazon. She actually created a shop list for me, Amazon. Thank you so much. And I'm going to get Charlie's like old baby stuff um, that we're going to use for our new puppers. Oh, I'm so happy. I literally feel like it's like I had the child first and then now I'm handing over. <laughs> I, I called Amy immediately after my visit and I was like, okay, what do I need to prepare? Okay, but like, when is this next shot? Okay, what do I do now? <laughs> but like, Charlie was literally two pounds too when we got him. So it's perfect because like everything that we had for him as a baby would fit. Yeah. No way. We didn't own the pup yet. 
we it's a TBD. Yeah, we have a few ideas. Maybe you guys can help me choose. You know, not right now. The names that we have on hand are Archie, Murphy, Cooper, or Conan. Conan as in Conan O'Brien. So, um, let us let me know which names do you do you like more, and uh, maybe we'll you know get your help to to name our child, our first yeah. child. <laughs> photos of him because he's so. Yeah. Yes, we'll post photos of him. Oh, my baby. Yeah. Well, I was also supposed to bring Nana uh, Charlie's old crate, and um, I have an office downtown, which is like mm-hmm. fifteen a fifteen minute walk from my place. So okay. I'm like, okay, yeah, today I'm gonna go trek. It's a nice day. It's like twelve degrees. I'm gonna walk and I'm gonna carry it home. And I'm like, good, good, because like I somehow brought it to the office. So I I, I was guessing I walked. <laughs> so I go uh-huh. pick up the crate, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is light. It's fine. It's like maybe like five pounds or something. Yeah go downstairs and start walking um so my office is at bay in adelaide i walk like four blocks and i i can't like my arm is stiff i'm like okay i'm just literally stuck like i can't walk back to the office because i'm too tired i can't walk to home because i'm too tired and i sat there on a rock for like half an hour to rest what the fuck? and then i was like okay there's eight blocks until home and four blocks back to the office so i had to go back because i uh I couldn't bring it. And then I remembered. I was like, oh, I Ubered there. Oh, but my God. I'm, like, kind of scared to Uber. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to – we'll deal with this tomorrow. <laughs> it's, like, five pounds. Uh, it's uh, – yeah, I'm I'm weaker than before for sure. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, a metal thing with a plastic uh, – I don't know. Okay. I don't know yeah um, it's okay well we'll come over tomorrow um and then we'll drive the car so then we can go pick it up and then drive you all back home how's no, that no, no, no just drop me off at the office and then drop charlie and i off and then we'll walk home because he's gonna need his night walk and then you guys can go up are you sure maybe we can just take you like because it's what like 12 blocks from your your house we'll just walk you like the 10 blocks you can walk the two blocks home you go okay so <laughs> oh fuck it was such a fail it was so embarrassing because like i was holding this big chunky cage looking at me and thank god it's covid so like not a lot of people were there but it was like during a work day too and i was like uh, oh my god that's so funny well you tried thank you for trying <laughs> was kevin at work yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you couldn't have called him to pick you up. Strong, independent woman. Well, not strong anymore, but independent. Independent, <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> but yeah, I have everything packed up. So we're in a little baggie. And I realized that I, I, I like donated a lot of his really tiny baby clothes. Aww. I know, I know. I didn't think this would happen, but hey, I have some. You didn't have faith in me. <laughs> I didn't know that you guys were gonna get a puppy that small. I swear you guys were gonna get a medium dog or something. Yeah, we wanted to, but then now that we think about it, I think a small dog as our first dog is a smart choice. It's literally like okay, everyone's all like, "Oh, this big dog." I'm like, "Listen, Charlie is so freaking easy." Yeah, <laughs> I need to travel somewhere and I can't find a babysitter. I literally stick him under my my feet on the airplane. Or, like, he just comes into the car and he's just, like, on the side. It's so easy. And everything mm-hmm. is cheaper because he's so small. Yeah, for like, sure. It costs, like, like, 30 bucks to feed him for two months. Two months. <laughs> I know. I was reading, like, a, a, I've been reading a lot about this um, specific puppy breed. And they're saying that they need 
a half cup of food for the whole day. And I'm like, are you are you sure? Are you sure this is not a whole one meal, but for a whole day? And then like I just kept reading everywhere and everything is saying like it's half a cup of food for a whole day. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, do you even eat, bro? <laughs> like, what is this? Um, so he's three quarters Yorkie and one quarter Bichon. So there's a, a bigger portion of him that's tiny. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. <sighs> I'm so happy. This is like my dream life come true. I'm like just every single morning I wake up and I'm like, oh, puppy. <laughs> when I was getting Charlie, mm-hmm. we had to wait three weeks. I think it's the same as you. Yeah. And on the last week, like I had my national sales meeting. Okay. It was like a huge oh one. All like everyone across the country came to like meet at this hotel and I was there. And the day before, I was going to pick up Charlie. It was like our last day at the meeting. I was so anxious to pick him up. I was like vomiting profusely. And I called my boss because I was like, I'm, I'm like vomiting. I don't know what's going on. I think it might be something I ate because I didn't know what it was. Aww. But then I realized it was, I was just anxious to see him. <laughs> well, let's hope that I'm not going to barf my head off before I get him. Um, I actually booked the day off that I'm supposed to pick him up so I can spend a day yeah, just training him and kind of get him used to the house. And I'm expecting zero sleep that night because they are like little babies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm expecting zero sleep that night, but it's going to be okay because it's a Saturday the next day so I can just not be human. So... <laughs> I can't wait. So that's a little update from me. Um, our little family is growing. It's so exciting. Oh my God, I swear I'm going to be like more excited about any dog that you add than your baby. I'm just going to tell you right now. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, Loki, me too, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any updates on your end? Uh, no, I'm, I'm very boring. I took the week so I'm nice and refreshed and I'm just excited about your puppy thank you thank you thank you <laughs> I'm I'm gonna actually go visit him actually when this comes out I would have visited him yesterday so I will be in a very happy mood by the time you're hearing this <laughs> perfect that you guys live so close too because then you can keep in touch with them too I know and they're so sweet they're like will you keep us updated with the puppy's growth and his progress i'm like honey i can take him over to see you and like to hang out with his mom we're 10 minutes away she's like oh thank goodness that's so great oh that's so cute yeah it's so comforting to know that this person didn't just like make money just that's not their priority i mean that is probably why (laughs) this happened but like they actually care about the puppies and they chose carefully which families that these guys are going to she told me that there are a few families where she was just like ah nah it's not gonna happen she actually rejected some customers so it's always good to know yeah that's really important for sure Mm -hmm. all right then crazy dog ladies um shall we get started with the stories (laughs) let's do it okie dokie this first story comes from a user named xoxo lacy babe sexy Mm. anyway um, so the story uh, is not horrible. It's kind of kind of cute. I don't know. You'll be the judge. So she says, in 2008, there was this guy in my sister's high school when I was in the eighth grade. He was super hot, very cool, and so funny. <laughs> I just had the biggest crush on him. He never paid any attention to me, though. That's like the story of my life in middle school. Oh, my God. I love this person. 
literally have never spoken to him once. <laughs> I spoke, yeah. Yep. So fast forward to 2013. So like uh, 2008, she was in grade eight, which was like 13-ish. And then five years later on top of that, so like 18-ish. Okay. So in 2013, he asked me if I would like to go on a date sometime. And I said, sure. We got a steak and shake. And the whole time, he's so nervous and he couldn't do anything but giggle. Okay. Because of that, I nervously giggle. And so we're both just sitting there and giggling and saying nothing. And suddenly 20 minutes have passed and we're still sitting there giggling. What? <laughs> Wait, so we're just like giggling for 20 minutes? Yep. <laughs> so I go to the bathroom and I stare at myself in the mirror thinking, what the fuck is happening? And then we had our milkshakes and avoided eye contact this whole time. Well, yes, still giggling. And then we left, and he opened my car door and dropped me off home. I ran inside and just face planted on my bed, wondering why this was my life. He tried for weeks to hang out again. He was so sweet to me, dropping off baskets of medication and soothing things when I lied and said that I was sick to get out of going on another date with him. <laughs> I felt horrible, but I didn't know what to do. We couldn't even have a conversation. Eventually, he just disappeared over time. We were still friends on Facebook. He is now engaged with a baby. Sometimes I still wonder what would have happened if we could have, I don't know, said three words to each other. <laughs> he really is a wonderful man for someone else. In the end. I don't... Wait, okay. They literally sat in the... And that's all... Like, they didn't talk at all. It wasn't giggling because of jokes. It was just... They were giggling. Well, he was giggling because he was nervous. And she was giggling because she was probably creeped out and didn't want to get murdered. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, for myself, wonder what a grown-ass man's giggling sound like. Yeah. I don't imagine it to be very attractive. That sounds really creepy. Like, what's a, a low, manly voice version of it? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a horse, man. What the fuck was that? Okay, it's just not sexy. That's not what I No, not sexy. But he wanted to go out with her again. So maybe there was like another communicational method from giggling that he somehow found that date interesting and wanted to know more. I, I don't fucking know. I feel like I would have given him a second chance. I don't know. Okay, wait, wait. But I, I don't know because like the story, how can you giggle for 20 minutes? I feel like that's exaggeration. But they giggled more than 20 minutes. They giggled the entire dinner over a milkshake. Okay, that's really weird. Okay, no, yeah. I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, thank you for sharing that story. I hope that you went on dates where you spoke a few words with your date after. Okay, this is story number two. So this was sent in by one of my friends. Mm-hmm. So she says, I was seeing a couple people, but really took to liking this one guy. On a second meeting with this man, let's call him Joseph, I invited him over to my place. We agreed that he would leave when it got dark because I had to pack for vacation the next day. So when it started to get dark and he was supposed to leave, he wouldn't budge. First, mm-hmm. it said things like, oh, it's getting kind of late. I think you should start heading out. Or like, hey, I have to leave really early for my flight tomorrow. Let's plan another time to hang out, okay? 
until I got to straight up being like, okay, you need to leave. I need to pack and go to bed. So um, around the time I was getting really frustrated about him not leaving, I saw him take a swig from a bottle of something that he stashed in his backpack. He started to slur his words and I was like, oh, he's fucking wasted. And I had to literally yell to get him out. It took a few minutes of hollering and he finally left the bedroom. As we left the room, I saw his boxer. So I picked them up and tossed them to him. He tossed them over his shoulder right back into my bedroom without looking back. So since he was too drunk to ride the bus, I drove him home, except I actually didn't know where he lived and he wouldn't tell me because he was so wasted. So... While I was driving, I demanded to get his wallet so I can look at his ID and get his address. Mm. Five minutes of fumbling in his pocket and he pulls out his wallet, except the wallet was a tin of mints. <laughs> <sighs> he was incoherent at this point and I'm not sure how he got there so quickly. I thought he was sober the whole time until he started to slur his words. Anyways, so I dropped him off at a breakfast place in his neighborhood because I still didn't know where he lived and he was speaking gibberish at this point. Hey, hey. When he got out, he stumbled across the parking lot and into the street without looking. I was kind of freaked out, but I waited until he was out of sight, and then I went home. When I got home, I realized that he left his backpack there, and in it was his wallet and ID, as well as a death certificate for his child who died by suicide. Oh my god. <laughs> well, that was pretty bad. Um, I brought it to him the next day, and I decided to give him another chance since I found out more about his situation. Um, and so I went out with him again and we tried to talk about things, but I definitely regret the second chance. So he also gave me a little bit of background on the second date Mm -hmm. and that basically once she went on the second date, she tried to like talk to him more. They went out to a restaurant so he couldn't drink. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he had like one beer and that was it. And they were just talking about life and stuff. And then she brought up that she saw their certificate in his bag and then he just kind of closed up ordered a whole bottle of wine and she thought they were going to share and he chugged it out of the bottle oh my god and he got wasted again and she was like I think I triggered something in him but she also couldn't deal with the fact that she had to be like stepping on eggshells when she talked about things with him so then mm-hmm. that's why she didn't uh, end up dating him anymore yikes yeah i don't even know where to begin with that story it's like okay yeah you, you had a shitty day and then you find out that his child just died and you're just like oh, oh right oh, i was like, a horrible person yeah that's what she said she's like oh fuck i'm a dick but then <laughs> also like i don't know he was still acting like a dick i mean mm. also um she did find out later that he died like five years ago which is also traumatic but like you know there's five years to process things it wasn't like a fresh thing and he was kind of acting like a dick and you can't really use any excuses for the way he was acting. Yeah. Um, it just yeah. seems like it seems like he's not like ready to accept a new person in his life yet. So maybe just spend some time to focus on himself would be a good idea. Yeah, that's what yeah. she said. Like she said the second like the second day when she actually tried to bring it up and then he immediately ordered a bottle of wine. She was like, "Okay, he has not processed this yet." Yeah. Yeah. Like. Anyways, yeah, she's uh, like she's she's a divorced mom too, so mm-hmm. she says it's way harder to date now than it was when she was younger. Oh yeah. Yeah, but uh, she's still she's still going at it and she's still working at it. So she's a trooper, not giving up. Well, 
thank you for sharing this story and uh, I hope that you find your true love one day who will accept you and your little one for exactly who you are. Okay, the next story is going to make you very upset. Why? Um, because you will probably hate this and uh, flip the table on this person. So, <laughs> this story came from a username Meow1983. Okay. So she says, Oh, a bit of backstory. I married young to an awful man, and after divorce, I had no idea about dating. Um, this was my first adult date, and I met him online. We agreed to meet at my local coffee shop at 10 a.m. Man shows up, and it's immediately clear that he is at least 10 years older than his online pictures. That's mm. okay. Weird, but not a deal breaker. She's so, like, sweet. Like, yeah. she has no idea how this this thing works because she hasn't dated since she was very young and married. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you look older. That's weird. Girl. <laughs> but that's fine. It's okay. Girl. Um, anyway, so she, she says, I already had my coffee. I was super nervous, so I arrived early. And uh, when he got here, he went up to get a coffee. He joined me at the table with a coffee and one of their very large brownies. We exchanged some uh, pleasantries, and then he proceeds to talk nonstop for the next two and a half hours. Ooh. I actually recently wrote a novel, so he was trying to convince me that he is an author as well. No. He proceeds to describe popular movies like The Terminator, but with a minor change, like the Terminator was an alien, not a robot, and then claim it that it was a completely original idea, despite it being just the same as the movie. No. Was really annoying, but still not the deal breaker. <laughs> the whole time that he is talking, he is drinking his coffee and eating his very large brownie with his mouth open. <sighs> he is spraying a little bits and pieces of the brownie across no. the table, and I just discreetly scoot backwards. Then, because he doesn't stop his talking to chew and swallow, he starts loudly burping. Oh, what? He has his brownie bits stuck in his teeth as well, and uh, he is spraying brownie chunks across the table, and he's still talking. I got so bored that after 10 minutes of him burping, I started counting his burps. 23 burps later, oh. I finally got a word in and mentioned that the coffee shop closed 10 minutes ago. I said maybe 30 words the entire time. I also can't even look at brownies without thinking about what I saw today anymore. Ew. He wanted to keep dating, but I obviously didn't. He was lacking in basic intelligence and table etiquette. He never even learned anything about me. I could have just been a cardboard cutout sitting there. He could have just propped a mirror, to be honest, and talked to himself the entire time, and he would have thought that it was a great date. He actually told me that it was one of the best dates he had been on in years. Uh, yeah, because he talked about himself the whole time. Yeah. What the... This is like, I don't know about you, I think you have the same pet peeve. When people talk with their mouth wide open oh. when there's food in their mouth. Ugh. Ugh. <sighs> also when they when i can hear them breathing through their mouth like even if it's a light their mouth is like just a small gaping hole. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with your nostrils why aren't you breathing through your nose you fuck it makes, <sighs> it makes me like angry like i turn hot and angry <laughs> oh. that doesn't get me as much as the eating and the chewing when i can hear them like chew when people chew their mouths open like 
I find that people that chew with their mouths open, they always do it so fast and aggressively. Yeah, it's like they want you, they want you to see the action in their mouth. They want you to see exactly in detail how they break down their food particles. And <laughs> you know what? That is one thing I am so thankful for my mother to bring me to Canada and raise me up in Canada. Because when I go back to China to see my family, mm. every fucking person, oh, oh, can, can you pass me that? It's like spit everywhere. So my brother and I, we used to literally like grab as much food as we could onto our plate. Like we fill it up, literally like fill it up. And that was like all the food we'd eat because... The rest of the time when they're eating and they're chewing and they're talking, spit is fucking exchanging everywhere. One's from this side, they're rotating the table, he's spinning on that side. It's like a game. Like, how much space on the table can I cover with my spit, you know? Ew, that's disgusting. My family is different, okay? (laughs) I just wanted to put it out there that not all Chinese people eat disgustingly. We actually, like, my grandfather was very, very strict on table etiquette, like, table manners. So we grew up with a lot of table rules. Like, he would literally smack the back of my hand with the back of his chopsticks if I fail to follow one of the rules. So, like, when you pick stuff and, like, we we use, um, we don't use, like, public uh, chopsticks. You know how southern chinese people they share like a public chopsticks that you bring food into your plate and then you use your own chopsticks to eat so then you're not exchanging saliva whatever we didn't do that because it's like it's not a northern thing and i'm from northern china but we weren't allowed to pick food off of other side of the plate so you know how we all share dishes in chinese uh, like chinese cuisine we can Mm -hmm. only pick food that's closest to your edge of the plate like, and you can't go across to the other side of the plate to pick the food. And when you're eating, you have to keep your mouth closed and you always have to wait for the elders to start eating first. And then you can start eating. And it's just like, there was a lot of table manners. And if anybody dared to not follow anything, he would smack the shit out of us. This is the difference between like a poor household like mine and a rich household like yours. Bro, we were poor as fuck. <laughs> Okay, no, like, were you guys, like, farmers and shit? Yeah, my my parents grew up in the village. Oh, my God. Because, like, when I go to my rich side of the family, it's the same thing. Like, lots of table manners, lots of etiquette and stuff. But then, like, in my farmer's family, it's, like, free-for-all, man. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, my, my family was extremely poor growing up. Like, my parents have siblings died of hunger. And like we didn't have food to eat the only time that they my parents would have any sort of like meat or oil to eat was Chinese New Year and even when I was a baby I grew up in a household of seven people living in a 50 square foot house wow we were poor as fuck but like my grandfather was very he's like a little bit of a neat freak Mm. and a little bit of OCD so it was because of him and his OCD that we grew up with proper table manners and it, it, maybe if it wasn't for him we would have all been like <laughs> so i'm thankful for this rules for these table manner rules that he he taught us and and i didn't grow up like a fucking barbarian and eating with my fucking hands and shit but yeah wait what's eating with your hands okay depends <laughs> on what you're eating i do also eat with my hands okay wait wait what's what do you think is the worst food to get on a date? Hmm, huh, the worst. Oh man, 
I don't even know. There's so many. Like ribs, maybe? Oh, yeah. Like, okay. So one time I ordered chicken wings. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember just like profusely sweating because I was so nervous because the first wing went so bad. And I'm like, fuck. But then if I don't eat this, he's going to think I'm one of those weird girls that just like picks at their Oh, my God. And then I started to like rip the wing to like, and then use my fork to poke at it. Oh, my God. Oh, that's oh god because like you also really want to eat the wing and you don't want to waste any of it but then at the same time you don't want to look like like a savage eating yes. completely understand i completely understand oh my god and i remember i was craving wings so bad and i was like oh it'll be easy like you know it's just like one small thing and you just like bite it a couple times right mm. but then you're like nervous and you're also trying to make conversation horrible so <laughs> so sweaty oh my god I like really admire Lehman with his knife and fork skills because he hates, hates eating with his hands. I think when we first started dating, he refused to eat with his hands. He just hates getting like sticky particles on his fingers. So like he's so good at eating anything with his knife and fork. He can pick, he can peel a fucking shrimp with his knife and fork like so easily. He can peel like... I don't know if peel is the right word, but he can eat a chicken wing with his knife and fork without using his hands. And there's like no meat left on the bones. He can do that with ribs, anything. I'm just like, you're amazing. But also I can eat so much faster and so much more than the time they're using your fork. What about pizza? Oh, pizza is, is, well, actually in the beginning, he used to use a fork and knife for pizza too. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? I'm so hard right now. What the hell? I'm like, who who do you think you are? The fucking Royals? Pick pick the pizza up with their hand. <laughs> but yeah, now he's slowly, slowly turning into a savage and uh he's eating with his hands and he's eating bones. Like he didn't used to eat bones. Oh. Like he would just pick the meat off the bones and push the bones aside. I'm like, dude, that's the fucking best part. You're not gonna suck the bone marrow out of the bone. Are you kidding? Wait, you eat the bone? Yeah. I am a savage when it comes to bones. Like, I clean it so good. Like, there's nothing. If if I gave leftover food to my dogs, they would be so skinny and starving <laughs> because there's nothing left on those bones for them to eat. If we ribs, you gotta send pics. I don't understand what you're talking about. Okay, I'll send you pics next time. Like, it's literally dry. Like, I... S- anyway, it's I getting graphic. I'll show you. <laughs> All right, this is my second story. So uh, this was submitted by someone named Sam. She said, he was cute and into films and comic books, which is everything I loved as well. I struck up a conversation online where we chatted about our common interests and whatnot. He almost immediately started to call me baby. This isn't really my cup of tea, but I figured that it was whatever. Like maybe he was just used to doing that early. Do you like that? I don't. I absolutely hate that. Like, I also hate babe. <laughs> I used to, oh, when I was, like, in grade 12, I had this boyfriend, and, like, every other word was, babe, do you want this? Babe, babe, babe. I don't want to fucking kill myself. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, I we have a friend who refers to her fiancé as honey, and literally every other word. Honey? Wait. Honey. Honey this, honey that. Um. Mm-hmm yeah anyway go on so after texting we decided to meet up at a a park called capitol hill Mm. okay so i mentioned that we could grab a slice at pagliacci's which is my favorite pizza place 
And he started talking about how he knew the better there was a better pizza place and how amazing it was and it would blow my mind. So I said, okay, cool. I want pizza. Oh, <laughs> yeah, me. I said, so I said, okay, cool. Let's meet there. So the plan was to meet at Goodwill since we both love to thrift and then go eat and have drinks. Well, he was late, 30 minutes late. Ugh. He just didn't leave his apartment until I was already at Goodwill. Cool. So I wandered around feeling like a fool. I stuck around though and he finally showed up. That's the worst feeling ever. Yeah. The first thing I noticed was that he didn't really look anything like his photos. Like the features were the same, but the overall look was way different. Of course. (laughs) Finally, we left to go get pizza at this amazing pizza place, which was supposed to be uh, right next door. Instead, we wandered around in the pouring rain while he smoked cigarettes. We finally came across a pizza place and each got a slice. When he asked me how it was, I said it was pretty good. And he said, yeah, I've never been here before. And I was like, what the fuck? So way to argue with me about my favorite pizza place and recommend a better place that you have never been before. Yeah, I was pissed. So after eating, I texted my sister to please, please, please come pick me up. (laughs) I told him goodbye. We hugged and he tried to kiss me. And then I thought it i pretended not to notice and when i got home he texted me that he had a lot of fun and he told me that he thought that i didn't talk that much but he really liked that i promptly blocked him ew what i you didn't you don't talk much but i like it ew what the fuck no thank you i don't get it so he was like oh i like I know a better pizza place, but like I've never. So he was just arguing for the sake of arguing. Yeah, I wow, I hate this person. <laughs> yeah, I uh, goodbye. All right, my last story of the day comes from a username Rom Thirty Must Die, <laughs> or Romeo Must Die, but spelled with numbers. Oh my god, <laughs> what? We're too old for this shit. We used to remember. I know we used to, but like, I I don't read word numbers. What is this even called? This is like a new language. Oh my god! When I was younger, my email address was Asian Baby Blue and Asian Four S One N, and I was oh my god, it was so embarrassing, so embarrassing. Okay, not as bad as mine. Do you remember what my email was? No, Magical Girl Star. Oh, yes. <laughs> And it was spelled with numbers. You did. The four and the one. (laughs) Magical girl star. Okay. God. Wow, that just brought back a flood of memories. And the girl was spelled wrong. So instead of like G1RL, I wrote (laughs) GR1L. It was magical girl star. (laughs) God, it was. That's too funny. Oh. That was my attempt by at being hip for middle school. Anyway, oh. Romeo <laughs> must die. Um, so he says, when I was a senior in high school, I went on a date with a girl that I met on MySpace, RIP. It's probably where he got his name from. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I picked her up and uh, took her to the beach just to find out that there was no chemistry. It was no big deal. So we decided to just be friends and end the date right there. So while I was taking her home, I noticed that she was giving directions to a different address and uh, from where I picked her up from. 
The entire time, I thought she was just texting her friend, so I glanced down at her phone just to see her chatting up with some guy to fuck, and I am her ride over. Wow. Yep. So you went on a date with this girl, didn't work out, and instead of dropping her home, she's asking him to drop her off at a guy's place so she can have sex with him. Wow. So, being my high school self, I asked her if she wanted to charge her phone. She accepted the request and plugged her phone into my charger. Everybody used a razor back then. Wow, that just dated the story way back. Yeah. <laughs> her razor. I told her that I was um, thirsty, so I pulled into a gas station and asked if she could go and get me a Coke. She obliged and ran in. And as soon as she was inside and turned the corner... I quietly pulled out of the gas station and hauled ass onto the freeway. While the freeway three, freeway doing uh, 90 miles per hour, I tossed her, her phone out the window and finished my night off back at the beach sitting on the hood of my car watching the waves, listening to the ocean while eating a Whataburger meal and a root beer. Also, before you ask, yes, the food hit differently that day and it was the best tasting burger I've ever had. Wow. Also, I never heard from her for a while, just her brother telling me that he wanted to kick my ass and that I owed her a new phone. The guy never came over, nor did I ever p- replace the phone. Ah, <laughs> the sweet taste of victory. <laughs> wow, what a dick. Oh, I feel like they're both kind of dicks, <laughs> you know? Like, fine, the date didn't work out. Um, the girl was free to go sleep with whomever she wanted to, but it was very disrespectful for her to ask her date to drop her off at a guy, another guy's house, so she can have sex with him. That's so inappropriate. Inappropriate and very disrespectful. But at the same time, though, for this guy to like just steal her phone and like destroy her phone off the highway just because of this, I feel like it's a bit much. They're kind of meant for each other, then. Right? I feel like what 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 went what went wrong? <laughs> the chemistry that went wrong. <laughs> They're both complete assholes, and they deserve each other. I wonder if she wrote about this date too. Like, oh, I went on this date with this guy, and he like drove off with my phone. <laughs> what if? What do you think that this guy like over exaggerated, and maybe she was just texting like this guy, but he didn't know who it was, and then he thought that it was like a date. Maybe. Maybe she was literally just saying, fuck, this date sucks. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Or she was texting her brother to pick her up, and then... Mm-hmm. Oy vey, I feel like, um, I don't know, they're both to blame in this situation. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for sharing the story, though. It was entertaining while it lasted. Okay, this is the last story, and this was sent in by one of my friends from when she was in university. Those are the best stories. Totally took me back, and Mm -hmm. I don't know if I wanted to go back then, but (laughs) okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna name her Kara because she wanted to be anonymous. Mm -hmm. So um, my friend Kara was set up by her friend Abby to go out with a guy who lived in her dorm room. Hmm. Let's name him Dave. Abby said that he was super cute, nice, soft-spoken, but pretty funny. And so Kara and Dave started to text, and then she decided to ask him to meet her after class for coffee. Mm-hmm. He said yes and picked a cute coffee shop on campus to meet at. On the day of the date, Kara was pretty excited to meet him, so she dressed up. But not too dressed up so that he knew that she made an effort, but just enough so that she looked cute. <laughs> She got to the coffee shop, and he was already there waiting for her. She sat down, and they hit it off right away. 
he was a little shy, so she led the conversation, which was fine. But then an hour and a half in, he said that he actually needed to leave to study for a midterm that he had in two weeks. That uh, It ended up that they both had the same midterm, so they both went to the library to study together. Kara was really giddy and felt like there was a real connection between her and Dave, and she went home that night really, really happy. So that night, after the date, Abby went over to Kara's dorm, and they talked about how great things went, and that Dave on another date um, for the weekend coming up. So they ended up going pretty steady after that. Uh, Cara would go over to his dorm about three to four times during that week since he had a single room and she had a roommate. Mm-hmm. On weekends though, David would or Dave would typically go home to visit his parents. He was very family oriented. Things were going great until one day Kara asked Dave if he wanted a coffee or tea before she dropped by his place for their typical Wednesday night hangout. Dave said he wasn't really feeling well and they should rain check. So Kara asked if she could bring him soup or something, and he didn't reply back until the next evening around 6 p.m. Hmm. Yeah, and his reply was saying he was fine and thank you for thinking about me. Mm-mm. So, Kara, being a normal 18-year-old, freaks the fuck out, of course. <laughs> Thinking, what is going on? Why did he reply so late? Is he seeing someone else? What the fuck? So she texts Abby and she asks if she saw Dave with anyone in his room last night or if he was hanging out with someone else. She said no, she didn't see him yesterday and she said that he must have been pretty sick and he was probably just sleeping it off. But Kara had a sixth sense, of course, and something was off. So she asked Dave how he was feeling and if she could bring him some soup today. He said he was feeling fine and that they could see each other next week on Wednesday. It was currently Thursday of the week before, so why next Wednesday? Mm -hmm. Sus. Sus. So Kara starts freaking out and asked Abby if she could visit her to basically stalk David's room. Because, like, Abby lived basically across the hall from him. Right. Abby talked her off the ledge and went over to Kara's place to help her chill out. Abby said there's nobody at Dave's place and all she saw was like just a, a bunch of dudes coming into the dorm. She didn't see any girls, so mm-hmm. in the clear. Anyways, they finally came to the conclusion together that he was probably not feeling well still and planned to go home early so his mom could take care of him. Mm-hmm. Come up with this story instead of just asking him like, hey, is everything okay? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was the situation i mean it it made sense though but anyways does it though okay Eh, yeah not really yeah anyway 18 year olds is fine so over the next few days she hardly hears from dave they exchanged maybe two to four texts each day and his replies were extremely delayed so she knew that they were only on their like second month ish of dating it was like one and a half months so Mm. she had Stay cool, so she just let it slide. Can't show my crazy yet. Yeah, actually, no, I remember being like that. I remember, like, around the one and a half month mark, you have to, like, stay super chill. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you start freaking out and stuff, then they get pushed away even further. Oh, God. <sighs> so the Wednesday of the following week came, so that was the day they were supposed to meet. And so she messaged him to see when he was free to hang out. He said anytime after 8 p.m. So she started getting ready to go to his place at 8. She gets to his place at eight, knocks, and she hears some shuffling behind the door. Then she hears Dave and he says, oh, hey, Kara, I'm so sorry. I meant to text you, but I'm, I'm really still not feeling well. Can we study next week instead? 
study. They never said they were studying. Oh, no. So crazy card comes out and she goes, study? We were going to fucking watch a movie. Who's studying? Oh, no. And then she heard it. There was a voice. Not Dave's voice. Someone else's voice behind the door asking, who's that, Dave? Oh, no. Yeah. And shit is about to go down. (gasps) There's some muffled shouting and runs down the hall to Abby's room. She knocks and Abby lets her in. She told her what happened. Abby scolded her a little bit for being a crazy woman. But then Abby said that she didn't see any girl go into Dave's room. But a guy went in earlier that day. Oh, no. (laughs) Abby is confused and then decides, okay, this must be some misunderstanding. So she goes to his room to confront him. And if it's just a guy, then it should be fine, right? So she goes outside and she sees Dave with this guy outside of his door. The guy is wearing a hot pink wife beater and galaxy colored leggings. And Cara does not want to assume, but that guy is definitely also not studying with Dave. (laughs) So Dave is grabbing the guy's hand going, wait, Matt, please just stay another night. And Cara goes right back into Abby's room and tries to process everything. Oh. Yeah. So being an 18-year-old, you don't really go to talk things out. You just kind of run away from your problems. So basically, they never talk again. But Kara learned from Abby, who learned from some other people on the floor, that Dave actually came out of the closet in grade 12. And over the summer, he started dating this guy named Matt, who was from his high school. So when he went home on weekends, he would hang out with Matt. But Dave was also bisexual, so he would hang out with Kara on weekdays. Um. And... That week, Matt decided to visit Dave at his dorm because they were kind of dating. So Dave made up that excuse that he was sick. And I guess uh, Matt decided to stay longer than expected. So Dave was just basically trying to have his cake and eat it too. And anyways, Dave and Matt ended up making up, but Kara and Dave never talked again. And thankfully, they didn't have any other classes together. But yeah, Kara wanted me to tell everyone to always listen to your gut instinct even if it makes you look like a crazy bitch. Yeah, I feel like women's sixth sense with their with their spouses or partners is always so on point. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, this is... Ugh, this guy literally wanted both of best worlds and just have the both snacks at the same time. <laughs> Read! Like, as she was telling me this story, I was like, oh my god, how did you feel about, like, being cheated on by someone of the opposite sex, too? <laughs> True. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what were you doing? I mean, like, I mean, like, at the end of the day, cheating is cheating. It doesn't matter who you're cheating, uh, like, you're being cheated on with. Wait, who you cheat on the person with. Yeah. Anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is. It, cheating is still cheating, and that's a very shitty thing to do. And, uh, fuck man like i think the first reaction from your friend was probably confusion yeah that's huh? the one thing she said that was better was that this was the easiest heartbreak that she'd ever been through true because <laughs> she could literally just say oh no he's like he's gay right so but he's not though he's bisexual i know but she could say that in her head to make her feel better so. i guess i guess so yeah oi they yeah Pretty crazy story. Yeah. Were you there when this happened? Have you met this guy? I am Abby. <laughs> oh, hi, Abby. <laughs> I should have guessed the A. I should have guessed. Oh, fuck. It was so funny. Wait, so this happened because of you? 
I'm not proud of things I've done, but I've set people up with really shitty people. I, and I, oh yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> the only person that I've successfully set up was Leo and Caroline. That was with your help. Yeah. Yeah. So we are not to trust Amy with her um, single-handed. Yeah. What do you even call this? I don't know. Uh, relationship bonding. Yeah. 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 Unless there's someone else involved, like, don't trust me. It, it always ends up badly. Yeah. You will yeah. always end up, end up in a heartbreak and uh, scarred for life. Yeah, scarred for life. That's the issue. <laughs> scarred for life. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing this story, at least. Are we recording now? Yeah, we're recording now. Okay. Okay, now that we're recording... <laughs> This is the end of our 29th episode of our second season. Thank you so much for listening. Wow, we got that right now because like we practiced three times. Maybe we just have to practice before we record. What's that? Pra- practice? Practice? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, well, that was like a really awkward and cringy episode. I feel like it was one of our more cringy episodes and like I know we both put ourselves in the situations when we do it and oh yeah I get so uncomfortable for like do you always find yourself scratching when you're recording I don't scratch I don't get hives I have to like I peel my skin (laughs) (laughs) which is probably worse actually (laughs) probably I like I'm always scratching because I get when I get anxious or when I get like awkward and just uncomfortable I, I scratch parts of my body and like I always leave with random red marks all over my body post especially around my neck post recording and Lena's like, always like what the fuck were you doing in that room by yourself <laughs> so yeah that's uh, all your skin. I yeah I really want to go take a shower um cool. yeah so just just need a little cleanse yeah yeah I understand that for sure yeah, yeah. so a lot of water goes into making the making of this show. You know, we just we have to put ourselves in these situations to really understand the perspective of the storyteller. You know, put ourselves in their shoes, and sometimes there's shit in that shoe. <laughs> A lot of shit, and uh, we want you to bring us that shitty shoe. So send us stories. <laughs> okay, but don't actually send us a shitty shoe. Thank you. Oh no! Fuck no! Wait, they don't know where we live, so it's fine. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But, but send us stories to the notebook podcast at gmail.com because we love hearing your stories. And some of you guys are really good story writers mm. and we want to share it. So send them yeah. I love it when I read a story from um, our listeners and it's like perfectly written. There's like the perfect punctuations, perfect line breaks, and perfect descriptions, and the vocabularies are just fantastic. Oh my god, it just makes me so happy. And he's like, I, I can we record this right now, please? Like, I need to tell the story now. <laughs> it's amazing. That's so good. Yeah, uh, so please teach us how to write. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, please uh, leave a comment or any comments um, to us on social media at the notebook podcast we really want to hear from you and get in touch or you know slide into our dms if you want to hang out and yeah. just get to know each other you know? and we're gonna post pictures of nana's future puppy so know if you guys have any cute name ideas for him yeah. because he is so cute and nameless right now so yes yes we'll share photos and uh you help me name him thank you very much <laughs> 
All right, that is the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening again, and we hope to hear you. I mean, we hope to be heard by you. Huh? We hope to be in your ears again next week. <laughs> English hard. Yeah. English hard. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, this is the last story, and this was sent in by one of my friends from when she was in university. Oh, those are the best stories. Best university. Story. Totally took me back, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I wanted to go back then. But anyway, <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna name her Kara because she wanted to be anonymous. Mm-hmm. So um, my friend Kara was set up by her friend Abby to go out with a guy who lived in her dorm room. Hmm. Let's name him Dave. Abby said that he was super cute, nice, soft-spoken, but pretty funny. And so Kara and Dave started to text, and then she decided to ask him to meet her after class for coffee. Mm -hmm. He said yes and picked a cute coffee shop on campus to meet at. On the day of the date, Kara was pretty excited to meet him, so she dressed up. But not too dressed up so that he knew that she made an effort, but just enough so that she looked cute. She got to the coffee shop, and he was already there waiting for her. She sat down, and they hit it off right away. He was a little shy, so she led the conversation, which was fine. But then an hour and a half in, he said that he actually needed to leave to study for a midterm that he had in two weeks. Uh, It ended up that they both had the same midterm, so they both went to the library to study together. Kara was really giddy and felt like there was a real connection between her and Dave, and she went home that night really, really happy. So that night, after the date, Abby went over to Kara's dorm and they talked about how great things went and that Dave had Kara on another date um, for the weekend coming up. So they ended up going pretty steady after that. Uh, Kara would go over to his dorm about three to four times during that week since he had a single room and she had a roommate. Mm-hmm. On weekends, though, David would or Dave would typically go home to visit his parents. He was very family-oriented. Things were going great until... One day, Kara asked Dave if he wanted a coffee or tea before she dropped by his place for their typical Wednesday night hangout. Dave said he wasn't really feeling well and they should rain check. So Kara asked if she could bring him soup or something, and he didn't reply back until the next evening around 6 p.m. Yeah, and his reply was saying he was fine and thank you for thinking about me. Mm-mm. So, Kara, being a normal 18-year-old, freaks the fuck out, of course. <laughs> Thinking, what is going on? Why did he reply so late? Is he seeing someone else? What the fuck? So she texts Abby and she asks if she saw Dave with anyone in his room last night or if he was hanging out with someone else. 
She said, no, she didn't see him yesterday. And she said that he must have been pretty sick and he was probably just sleeping it off. But Kara had a sixth sense, of course, and something was off. So she asked Dave how he was feeling and if she could bring him some soup today. He said he was feeling fine and that they could see each other next week on Wednesday. It was currently Thursday of the week before, so why next Wednesday? Mm -hmm. Sus. Sus. So Kara starts freaking out and asked Abby if she could visit her to basically stalk David's room. Because, like, Abby lived basically across the hall from him. Right. Abby talked her off the ledge and went over to Kara's place to help her chill out. Abby said there's nobody at Dave's place and all she saw was like just a, a bunch of dudes coming into the dorm. She didn't see any girls, so mm-hmm. in the clear. Anyways, they finally came to the conclusion together that he was probably not feeling well still and planned to go home early so his mom could take care of him. Mm-hmm. Come up with this story instead of just asking him like, hey, is everything okay? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Come up with situation. Yeah. So that was the situation. I mean, it, it made sense, though. But anyways. Does it, though? Okay. Eh, yeah, not really. Yeah, anyway. 18-year-olds, it's fine. Yeah. So over the next few days, she hardly hears from Dave. They exchanged maybe two to four texts each day, and his replies were extremely delayed. So she knew that they were only on their, like, second month-ish of dating. It was, like, one and a half months. So mm. she had to stay cool, so she just let it slide. Can't show my crazy yet. Yeah, actually, no, I remember being like that. I remember, like, around the one and a half month mark, you have to, like, stay super chill. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you start freaking out and stuff, then they get pushed away even further. Oh, God. <sighs> so the Wednesday of the following week came, so that was the day they were supposed to meet. And so she messaged him to see when he was free to hang out. He said anytime after 8 p.m. So she started getting ready to go to his place at 8 she gets to his place at eight, knocks, and she hears some shuffling behind the door. Then she hears Dave and he says, oh, hey, Kara, I'm so sorry. I meant to text you, but I'm, I'm really still not feeling well. Can we study next week instead? Study? They never said they were studying. Oh, no. How crazy Kara comes out and she goes, study? We were going to fucking watch a movie. Who's studying? Oh, no. And then she heard it. There was a voice, not Dave's voice, someone else's voice behind the door asking, who's that, Dave? Oh, no. Yeah. And shit is about to go down. <gasps> There's some muffled shouting and runs down the hall to Abby's room. She knocks and Abby lets her in. She told her what happened. Abby scolded her a little bit for being a crazy woman. But then Abby said that she didn't see any girl go into Dave's room. But a guy went in earlier that day. Oh, no. Abby is confused and then decides, okay, this must be some misunderstanding. So she goes to his room to confront him. And if it's just a guy, then it should be fine, right? So she goes outside and she sees Dave with this guy outside of his door. The guy is wearing a hot pink wife beater and galaxy colored leggings. And Cara does not want to assume, but that guy is definitely also not studying with Dave. (laughs) So... Dave is grabbing the guy's hand going, wait, Matt, please just stay another night. And Kara goes right back into Abby's room and tries to process everything. Oh. Yeah. So being an 18-year-old, you don't really go to talk things out. You just kind of run away from your problems. So basically, they never talk again. But Kara learned from Abby, who learned from some other people on the floor, that Dave actually came out of the closet in grade 12. 
And over the summer, he started dating this guy named Matt, who was from his high school. So when he went home on weekends, he would hang out with Matt. But Dave was also bisexual, so he would hang out with Kara on weekdays. Mm. And that week, Matt decided to visit Dave at his dorm because they were kind of dating. So Dave made up that excuse that he was sick. And I guess uh, Matt decided to stay longer than expected. So Dave was just basically trying to have his cake and eat it too. And anyways, Dave and Matt ended up making up, but Kara and Dave never talked again. And thankfully, they didn't have any other classes together. But yeah, Kara wanted me to tell everyone to always listen to your gut instinct, even if it makes you look like a crazy bitch. Yeah, I feel like women's sixth sense with their with their spouses or partners is always so on point. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, this is... Ugh. This guy literally wanted both of best worlds and just have the both snacks at the same time. <laughs> Read. Like, uh, she was telling me this story. I was like, oh, my God, how did you feel about, like, being cheated on by someone of the opposite sex, too? <laughs> True. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what were you doing? I mean, like, I mean, like, at the end of the day, cheating is cheating. It doesn't matter who you're cheating, uh, like, you're being cheated on with. Wait, who you cheat on the person with. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is. It, cheating is still cheating, and that's a very shitty thing to do. And uh, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> I think the first reaction from your friend was probably confusion. <laughs> yeah. <that's>, huh? <laughs> the one thing she said that was better was that this was the easiest heartbreak that she'd ever been through. True. Because <laughs> she could literally just say, oh, no, he's like, he's gay, right? So. But he's not, though. He's bisexual. I know, but she could say that in her head to make her feel better. So. I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Oi, vey. Yeah. Pretty crazy story. Yeah. Were you there when this happened? Have you met this guy? I am Abby. <laughs> oh, hi, Abby. <laughs> I should have guessed the A. I should have guessed. <laughs> Fuck, it was so funny. Wait, so this happened because of you? I'm not proud of things I've done, but I've set people up with really shitty people. I, and I, oh yeah? Tell me about it. <laughs> the only person that I've successfully set up was Leo and Caroline. That was with your help. Yeah. Yeah. So we are not to trust Amy with her um, single-handed, yeah. what do you even call this? I don't know. Uh, relationship bonding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unless there's someone else involved, like, don't trust me. It, it always ends up badly. Yeah. You will yeah. always end up, end up in a heartbreak and uh, scarred for life. Yeah, scarred for life. That's the issue. <laughs> scarred for life. Well, thank you for sharing this story, at least. Are we recording now? Yeah, we're recording now. Okay. Okay, now that we're recording, <laughs> this is the end of our 29th episode of our second season. Thank you so much for listening. 
wow, we got that right now because like we practiced three times. Maybe we just have to practice before we record. What's that? Pra- practice? Practice? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, that was like a really awkward and cringy episode. I feel like it was one of our more cringy episodes and like yeah. I know we both put ourselves in the situations when we do it and oh yeah I get so uncomfortable for like do you always find yourself scratching when you're recording I don't scratch I don't get hives I have to like I peel my skin <laughs> <laughs> which is probably worse actually <laughs> probably I like I'm always scratching because I get when I get anxious or when I get like awkward and just uncomfortable I, I scratch parts of my body and like I always leave with random red marks all over my body post especially around my neck post recording and Lehman's like, always like what the fuck were you doing in that room by yourself <laughs> so yeah that's uh I yeah I really want to go take a shower um cool. yeah so just just need a little cleanse yeah yeah I understand that for sure yeah, yeah. so a lot of water goes into making the making of this show. You know, we just we have to put ourselves in these situations to really understand the perspective of the storyteller. You know, put ourselves in their shoes, and sometimes there's shit in that shoe. <laughs> a lot of shit, and uh, we want you to bring us that shitty shoe. So send us stories. <laughs> okay, but don't actually send us a shitty shoe. Thank you. Oh no! Fuck no! Wait, they don't know where we live, so it's fine. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. But, but send us stories to the notebook podcast at gmail.com because we love hearing your stories. And some of you guys are really good story writers mm. and we want to share it. So send them yeah. on. I love it when I read a story from um, our listeners and it's like perfectly written. There's like <laughs> the perfect punctuations, perfect line breaks, and perfect descriptions, and the vocabularies are just fantastic. Oh my god, it just makes me so happy. It's like, I, I can we record this right now, please? Like, I need to tell the story now. <laughs> it's amazing. That's so good. Yeah, uh, so please teach us how to write. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, please uh, leave a comment or any comments um, to us on social media at The Notebook Podcast. We really want to hear from you and get in touch or, you know, slide into our DMs if you want to hang out and yeah. just get to know each other. You know? And we're going to post pictures of Nana's future puppy. So let me know if you guys have any cute name ideas for him yeah. because he is so cute and nameless right now. So, yes. Yes. We'll share photos and uh, you help me name him. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. That is the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening again. And we hope to hear you. I mean, we hope to be heard by you. Huh? We hope to be in your ears again next week. <laughs> English hard. Yeah. English hard. Okay, bye.